Welcome to the Questions for the Sages podcast. I'm Michael Scherer. Today I spoke with Maha Mantra Das, who leads the weekly chanting class at noon on Sundays at the Potomac, Maryland Hare Krishna Temple. Maha Mantra Das is particularly good at encouraging strangers to chant and at conveying the principles and techniques of this kind of yoga practice. His sincerity and conviction are both disarming and charming. Thanks for your time, Maha Mantra Das. You can hear the Questions for the Sages podcast on questionsforthesages.com, the Questions for the Sages Facebook page, iTunes, and on YouTube. Thanks to the Hare Krishna community of Potomac, Maryland, for making this podcast possible. Welcome to Questions for the Sages, a podcast from the Washington, D.C. area. I'm Michael Scherer, and today I'm talking with Maha Mantra Das, who uh, has very kindly agreed to be interviewed on very short notice with no preparation. So we understand that um, this is very sudden and spontaneous. And I also want to mention, in the background, you're going to hear bird noises because there's actually a bird's nest in the wall. And uh, so this is going to be a, a background to this recording, and I hope everyone's okay with that. Natural background, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, natural noises. Yeah. So, uh, Mahamantra Dasi, I've seen you here uh, for a while yes. at the temple, and you lead the um, uh, the chanting class yes. from noon until 1230 30, on yes. Sundays. And um, how did you get that position? Oh, it's the causeless mercy of the temple president, Anand Vrindavan Mataji. Uh-huh. Uh, in 2010, I was initiated by my spiritual master, His Holiness uh, Romupad Maharaj. Uh-huh. Uh, so, and then that's about the time they moved in, like a year later or so. Uh, Who moved in? Ananda Vrindavan Mataji. Oh, Ananda became president. Right. Okay. And uh, all of a sudden one day she asked me, uh, Mahamantra, we should start our program with chanting. You know, uh, can you help us? I said, I'll be more than happy to help you, Mataji, with this. And then she gave me the guidelines and uh, she helped me how to prepare, you know, with proper mood for that service. And uh, so then he, she started engaging me, not only here and all around D.C., like in street festivals, in July 4th, Radhayatra, uh, like that. So... Mm, both Brajbihari Prabhu and Anandarun her husband, her husband right. So both of them, uh, you know, kind of extended their cooperation, yeah. blessings, and uh, empowerment. <laughs> you know, something I, I notice about you uh, a lot of people, including me, sort of struggle with uh, the philosophy, the ideas, spiritual life in general. What does it mean? Uh, from my perspective, you seem very comfortable in in Krishna consciousness, in chanting. Like you seem uncommonly at ease being a devotee. No, um, you're right. There are struggles everywhere, but this struggle, you know, for advancing in spiritual life, is really sweet compared to the struggle in material life, and uh, the credit goes to my mentors who extended their very kind help and my spiritual master 
who got us into a very nice sadhana or you know morning practice regular spiritual regular, discipline yeah because uh, when i asked for shelter that's in some like 15 years ago uh he the first thing he did is like he ha- he engaged me in a program of regular hearing and chanting and after some years i was serving him because that was my birthday may 27th uh-huh. and uh, it was in geeta nagari so i got a chance to serve the lunch prasadam to my spiritual master so i sought his blessings on my birthday so mm. maharaj asked how young are you mm-hmm. so i was 38 or something that time oh you are fast catching me up like that he joked and uh, what do you want to do when you become 40 so i was asking i was feeling like 16 rounds are done in the morning going to bed without chanting kind of empty you know i mm. used to hear in the evening too but anyway i can chant few more rounds but more than 16 16 so i asked uh, for blessings to chant 20 rounds a day so mara said nice and then what do you do when you chant 40 when you become 40 and uh, he said then he only answered we'll work on quality of the chanting mm. and then he really he really addressed that now i want to point out because yes. not everyone knows exactly what you're talking about it takes about 2 hours to chant 16 rounds yes and you're chanting the maha mantra right which is your name you are, you are, your name is I'm maha the servant of the maha servant, mantra maha mantra das. das das means servant right so your name itself means maha mantra the maha mantra is hare krishna, krishna hare krishna krishna krishna, 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 krishna hare, hare 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 rama hare rama rama rama, rama hare, hare hare so we've just said the maha mantra once yeah now if you were to do that for 2 hours a day it's approximately 16 rounds but you you do 20 rounds right and um did it happen that you were frustrated in material life and in comparison this was so much better or was this always just something that attracted you um i the among all the things i like service you know any service to devotees and in temple yeah um and i used to chant regularly how they chant uh all the devotees we were chanting together and mm. uh, but at one point of time uh, her grace prematarangini mataji she was my mentor she attended a japa retreat with uh, his grace burijan prabhu uh-huh. that is a spiritual master of rajbihari prabhu uh-huh. and then as soon as they came back from the camp that retreat japa retreat she shared the nine keys with us how to improve our chanting uh-huh. uh that was like uh, mind blowing to me that uh, i thought this also a spiritual practice and it's very important one but i used to chant because i have to chant you know but when she explained the power and the way and uh, and with that compassion how she explained uh, 
I started putting my heart in chanting and also you know that was such a beautiful period so many instructions on chanting came to me from where uh, like different you know uh, proper disciples uh, sachinandan maharaj for example radhanath maharaj uh, gopal krishna maharaj and giriraj maharaj and uh, my spiritual master his holiness rompad maharaj um, it was uh, and uh, i i had one um, very nice association with giri gordan prabhu you know giri gordan yeah. yeah so he always extends himself because i know him from detroit we were together serving okay. there so uh, with that like uh, and then this nine keys really actually in, to tell you frankly i was so afraid after learning the nine keys yeah because i was my spiritual master wanted to initiate me uh, i realized my mind is not staying on the mantra i'm not hearing the whole mantra mm-hmm. sometimes i'm i found myself a th- in a thought even in between the two letters of one word of the mantra between ha and re something else is coming so i prayed to my spiritual master i'm so fallen and then he started giving instructions so, so you understand it uh or understood it intuitively as a meditation as a sort of this is a a mental practice or because if your mind is wandering between letters yes and you want to focus i want to focus be aware be aware because in like in the introduction burjan prabhu says he heard himself chanting the mantra he heard the mantra first time and uh, it felt so good for him and he felt the potency of the mantra now where does he explain this is this in a book uh, japa book it's in called japa book. japa book so that and then chandramouli maharaj uh, i heard him talking about this topic so i tried my best i couldn't you know but one day in jagannath puri everyone was chanting in the morning program uh-huh and my spiritual master came and sat he also started chanting but then later i found myself i'm glued to just absorbing just chanting and hearing Nothing. and when you say hearing yes. what what exactly do you mean say when we say hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare that's my mouth cavity is producing the sound mm-hmm. and my those sound waves travel through the ether and my diaphragm hears that your ear diaphragm right. yeah right and then generally it was like mental process of interpretation my mind either thinking of something else you know right anything other than the task on the hand right. or trying to you know uh, lament that oh you didn't hear the previous mantra like that it was going but then that day without effort in jagannath puri jagannath puri 
in fact i wanted to stop it i couldn't I, it was continuous and spontaneous that was some castles mercy really and i tried next day and years for one month i tried to, to get that to experience that? it was not possible mm. it was but uh, that gave a little experience and little glimpse and then slowly you know by causeless mercy of like devotees i one day we went to uh, richmond virginia vegetarian festival mm-hmm. and we came out like around 11 o'clock in the night and i got a call from uh, one devotee hemangi uh, mataji from chicago oh, we need someone to do the meditation uh, service here in the radha yatra will is it possible for you to come i was and when you so say okay. when you say the meditation service what exactly does that mean oh this is like introducing this wonderful most powerful and the easiest way of chanting the holy name of the lord and sharing this with you know people in general introducing them to how to do this mantra yoga or mantra meditation on the beads chanting this hari krishna maha mantra so i found it so i is giving so much pleasure to me and to the person who is chanting and i came to know by a devotee who was here at the temple he saw me doing this service and he called me and told ma mantra you know what you are doing so i was oh, maybe i am doing something wrong but he said no you know the people who chanted with you their life is altered for good i asked how and they for chanted the <laughs> for the better yes i asked uh, how is that they chanted only one round and i am i am not sure whether they'll chant continue to chant they promise but i don't know mm-hmm. he said it doesn't matter you know how powerful is holy name chanting of the holy name is devotional service the devotional service doesn't leave one until once started until they become pure devotees of the lord it may take one lifetime or few lifetimes but they are there on the path it doesn't leave them so i became so happy and the same night i received a message from my spiritual master uh because that mataji shared uh, with the spiritual master he came from a book distribution and by early morning he was in chicago he helped uh, and the booth was always full so my my spiritual master was pleased and he wrote one instruction uh i heard from hemangi how uh, you jumped in in last minute and helped i know how much you like to do this service please consider this to be your regular service that is one instruction and on that i want to put all my life my resources and serve that one instruction of the spiritual master okay so let's let's clarify this sure. just a little bit sure you want to devote your life to doing what exactly to fulfill the instruction of my spiritual master and the instruction was what exactly uh, to do this service of japa like sharing the japa of sharing the chanting of the maha mantra with all the you know people in general now is does this involve um 
uh, is this solitary on beads? Is this kirtan? Is this sankirtan? Yeah, uh, most pro particularly my service is japa, like how to chant on the beads, how to absorb in distinctively pronouncing the maha mantra and attentively hearing the sound vibration of the maha mantra which is which i came to know from prabhupada's namamruta book namamrita namamruta it's a collection of uh, prabhupada's quotes on chanting uh-huh. like on chanting hari krishna book uh, i was i was not clear how is the maha mantra is non different from krishna yeah so in that uh, prabhupada explained clearly because in order to be available to us because even if krishna comes now we thought oh someone is in very nice get up of krishna mm-hmm. that's because our eyes our senses are not at purified so how do i be available to my children that is the compassion of krishna so he thought but they can hear so he took the form of the sound of his name meaning he put all his potencies in his name and the moment we utter he springs from the spiritual world and the moment we hear he bypasses our brain meaning lower strata such as physical psychological and intellectual and then enters the heart where you meaning the soul proper is situated and start helping us grow in that relationship with him now how much of of what you've just explained mm-hmm. is um personal realization and uh how much of it is instruction that you received oh see uh, the beauty of gaudiya vaishnava instructions is and i should say gaudiya vaishnav you yeah. mean it means what exactly is the disciplic succession through which prabhupada so, the founder of right, the hari exactly. krishna movement right and teaches. up to krishna like okay. you know is the chain of so that's gaudiya vaishnava gaudiya vaishnava okay we are that's what we are in gaudiya vaishnava line okay of worship uh-huh the potency to execute the instruction is included in the instruction itself okay i'll tell you one one simple story okay uh there is a place uh in vrindavan uh is on a small hill there was a blind devotee okay born blind mm-hmm. and uh he is so devoted just because of time factor i'll give you the just small detail like um, gist of the story okay one day radharani and krishna they came there and they danced in the form of peacocks okay okay and by kaslas mercy they loved this devotee and they told him to paint that picture of krishna and shrimati radharani dancing uh-huh he told i'm i'm blind, blind. I, i don't can't. even know what is a color like uh, yeah. right but because of the mercy 
of the compassion and our compassion of the you know supreme lord and his internal potency shrimati radharani he painted and we can see that paint painting even now oh yeah and such a beautiful paint so he had faith in that instruction because mm. to execute that instruction whatever the potency is required is included in the instruction itself okay that's the beauty of the instruction of the gaudiya vaishnava sampradaya or disciplic succession so i started putting faith i'm still not there it's i'm you know miles of light years away but the solaces i am on the trajectory and not only my spiritual master and so many devotees help me nourish that faith you know to make that instruction a realization so tell me what it would be like to reach the goal um that's up to krishna and my spiritual master mm. but uh, my practice is entirely depending on their causeless mercy mm-hmm. striving and uh, with great introspection and trying to you know uh, acquire the qualities they wanted to see me by serving their instructions faithfully that much is i can offer from my side sincere striving mm-hmm. and uh, uh, with full faith i am i am comp- i have see there is no doubt about this process that one day you know it will take me there but all my aim is how do i be a servant you know an insignificant servant in the mission of my spiritual master and seal prabhupada how do you feel different now than than Before. when you first got involved in this oh that was on a kind of uh, in the beginning it was kind of on a sentimental uh, or uh, you know uh, doership mentality level Do, uh, what doership doership means see i can do it oh i can do it i can do it <laughs> um i can what i can chant 16 rounds i, I can, I can follow 16, these rules right all this you know uh, so that's kind of like oh, i am powerful to do this mm. but uh, krishna is merciful mm-hmm. he addressed my pride krishna doesn't like pride in his devotees my spiritual master tells every time and uh, kindly uh, one day my spiritual master addressed this directly with me saying i am going to address this very you know directly is it okay he asked me i said go ahead good maharaj please and then he said you are proud and your you your independence is independent mentality is increasing it is not nice curb them out he told a very direct instruction and then he he just st- didn't stop by saying that he took me through the proper steps of you know hearing specific lectures on humility uh, given by his grace ravindra swarup prabhu mm-hmm. and spiritual master and propa and then then slowly slowly i started 
feeling kind of happiness to become humble you know mm. to become humble is not make or uh, losing something actually it is gaining my natural quality and that's what was reiterated in those lectures so actually uh, you know what what happened was i started shedding a lot of burden of trying to live up to expectations of others in order to you know look good and all a lot of weight that i unnecessary weight i was carrying to you know one one is due to the puffed up ego that is very heavy false ego and second is to look good in others yeah but not being honest to myself my impression is most people carry that weight yeah uh, you know i don't know i don't know percentage breakdowns exactly right. but but a lot of people carry that weight it matters to a well it matters to everybody what they what other people think of them so um why is it that everybody seems to be doing this wrong um that's an unfortunate situation uh, because humility is not an acquired quality it's not acquired it is not an acquired quality it is an intrinsic quality of the soul hmm. the other one is alien to the soul to pride is the, alien yes it's unnatural it's unnatural so unfortunately we are in a situation like take over the modern education and the interviewing process unless you give lofty answers and you know give talk with confidence like i can conquer the world you won't be given a job but in devotional service you don't need all that unnecessary stuff you are happy if someone else is number 1 uh, but i mean is isn't the devotional life difficult in some ways uh propa has addressed this question like what is the difficulty <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's the yeah what's the problem here? the the problem is like um see one is like we are brought up in a society like that where you need to be you know, unless you are number one such a competitive world you know the competitiveness is trying to replace the compassionate world where anybody and everybody can live harmony when there is one center that is krishna is the center like you know you have uh, you go to a lake or a pond pick up some pebbles uh put one pebble first it creates a ripple mm. and then just two seconds later put another in the same place it enhances the previous ripple and creates its own right so each one is enhanced by placing at one center the pebble at one center point but if you throw the pebbles all at a time then you have a cacophony there right yeah so if any number of people can live harmoniously and with peace without envy pride and jealousy when we make krishna the center and serve according to our capacity under guidance of a bonafide spiritual master 
So the spiritual master is necessary to the whole process? Uh, that's what Krishna says. I'm not saying. Yeah. Uh, it's so wonderful. We pray to Krishna to show us a spiritual master. And Krishna gives you a spiritual master and spiritual master gives you Krishna in return. That's the process. <laughs> right. <laughs> because he has seen the truth. The spiritual master has seen the truth. He is the external representation of the Supreme Lord. He is not Krishna, but he has Krishna has given him the power of attorney to give Krishna to the devotee. It's mysterious, right? Well, are are there spiritual masters in every tradition? Yes. All the bona fide traditions, all the four sampradayas they are called, uh, there are spiritual masters, but the fortunate thing is Srila Prabhupada made it very easily accessible for anyone and everyone in any part of the world. That's the beauty of... To access the spiritual The disciplic succession, yes. Now, historically, has it been... It's been hereditary, hasn't it? Like you have to be born into yeah, a certain it, family or a certain... Though that was not the principle, unfortunately, it took a shape in India to be of one community though there are gazillion examples of that is not correct. Mm. Uh, in fact, I was uh, hearing uh, uh, about the opening ceremony of Iskan Tirupati temple. The Iskan temple in Tirupati? Tirupati in South India. Uh -huh. uh, one of the prominent uh, the head of the disciplic section called Sri Sampradaya, he came and spoke. He, he said, like, you want to become a devotee? We are not trained to train unless you are a Brahmin, caste Brahmin. Mm -hmm. But you want to become a devotee? Please go to Iskand, they will train you. Huh. So that is a good news. And because, yes, Krishna is father of all the living entities. In Bhagavad Gita 14.4, he says, Aham bija prada prita prada pita pita means the seed giving father. He says, I am the seed giving father to all the living entities. So we are all his children. Everyone is everyone has uh, you know uh, the ability to revive his relationship with his eternal father and uh, the disciplic succession is, you know, the channel through which we revive that last relationship. From Krishna's side, the relationship is always there. It's not even a question. He forgets the relationship. It doesn't even relationship. change. It doesn't change. It's us who turn away from him. And this is a process, powerful, simple, but most powerful process. And by process, do you mean the chanting of the Maha Mantra? Beginning with chanting and hearing and, you know, all other nine process of devotional service. Now, were you, you weren't raised in this tradition. And no, I was not raised in this tradition. And actually, in fact, I was so confused in India. Hmm. 
I was so confused in India because if I ask a question, either they don't, most probably they don't know the perfect answer. Uh, so they used to shoo me away. Mm. And like, oh, you, show, you can't ask this kind of questions like that. Which, and then also what went in the name of God and religion, it kind of kept me away, you know. What, what was it like? A, you had just had a feeling it wasn't right? I'm, I'm confused. Like, uh, one, somehow, luckily, I was thinking, God must be a person. I don't know why. I'm, and because uh, most of the people who speak in public were, like, impersonalists. Hmm. I had a big problem. Now, and, and I should say, an impersonalist is someone who thinks that God is not a person, person obviously. Yeah, and... and it, and and there's sort of profound implications of the difference between considering God a person and not considering God a person. Right. So there are, Prabhupada says, there are two parts of school mm. of transcendentalists. One are personalists, mm-hmm. and meaning they believe the Supreme Lord is a person mm-hmm. with feelings, all like, you know. And a personality. A personality. And uh, that's completely transcendental, no material tinge. Yeah. But the second, they say, like Brahman, uh-huh. meaning everything is one. Mm. But that's partially true because there are three realizations of the supreme absolute truth: Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. And Bhagavan is Bhagavan is the ultimate is highest the, is the personality personality. Brahman is lacks a personality. No, is the unmanifested form of the Lord. Okay, okay. it's his bodily effulgence, and it's you can in in Shil Prabhupada explains actually that is what made me a devotee. You know, that book, small book called Sri Ishopanishad. Sri Ishapanishad was yeah. the book that converted you. Like it, it clarified all my confusion in India. What happened was like in that first invocation, uh, purport to the invocation mantra, Srila Prabhupada explains, Brahman has only the eternal eternality aspect of the Lord and Paramatma or the super soul realization it has both eternality and knowledge aspects. But Bhagavan is full with eternality, knowledge, and bliss, and also transcendental form of the Lord. Now, when you talk about the transcendental form of the Lord, you're talking, I mean, we're getting, I mean, we're heading into areas where I'm not sure the average listener is going to follow. Or, or on, right. I mean, this is sort of um, uh, it's advanced stuff, right? Theologically? Or right. No. Uh, it's not so difficult to understand. See, the, Brahm, the Mayavadis are impersonalists. The basis of their um, trying to realize the Supreme is out of frustration. Uh-huh. Be- I can relate to that. Because I have a form 
I am having all these problems. Mm -hmm. So for a person to be a supreme lord, he must not have a form. Right. That was his their, their philosophy. Yeah. Okay. But like, say uh, you you have a son, uh -huh. and uh, if somebody sees which one is correct, oh, he just looks like his father, meaning he inherited the features from the father, or. Or the other way is wrong. His father just looks like him, which is correct, you think. Well, you say the son looks like the father. Right. So, because we have a form, where did we get that form? Mm. Unless, that means, if this you have a form, and the Supreme Personality of Godhead doesn't have a form, that means he is less than what you have. That, it's common sense, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean... But the forms, yes. and we're talking about the form of anything and everything, has to come from somewhere. Yes. And so, yeah, I guess the idea of annihilating all forms or somehow transcending the notion of form itself as a destination is valid but incomplete? Uh, Prabhupada gives one beautiful example, like in a village in India. So they got in the British led a railway lane. So the villagers wanted to see how a train looks like. Mm -hmm. So they went in groups. The first group went and saw, they all reached there, three mm -hmm. groups. And uh, the bell rang, you know, in India, when the train is about to come, they ring a bell, you know. Right. And a metal rod with a metal bar, they'll ring. Oh, okay, the train is coming. So everybody started looking at the, on the rails. That was a dusk time, so they saw a big light moving forward. So some people thought, oh, train means light, mm -hmm. and that is moving, and they left. Okay. And some people waited for some more time, and they saw the, ca the cars and the engine in the silhouette. Yeah. Oh, train means... It's a big snake uh -huh. kind of structure with a light and that moves and they left. But some people stayed until the train came onto the platform and they saw the light, they saw the metal cars, snake-like structure, they saw what is there inside the train, they saw people getting in, sitting and some people lying. So who, who which group has the full realization of the train. Well, the last one. Obviously. Last one. So same thing. So Bhagavan, the absolute truth is realized in these three forms, but the Bhagavan realization is complete realization. So the Bhagavan realization is analogous to the people who stayed to actually exactly. see the train. Right. And that's what this uh, advocates, you know, this uh, bona fide sampradayas, mm. disciplic successions, that Bhagavan Supreme Personality is a person. Okay, and to extend the analogy a little bit, yes. the best way to see the train, correct me if I'm wrong, Right. the best way to see the train is to chant the Maha Mantra. How is that related? Oh, yes, because as I told previously, the name of Krishna is non-different from Krishna because he became the name of, he became his name in order to be available to us. So what happens is, when you go deep into the chanting process, 
what happens is two things happen once you when you are one one thing is you are chanting and hearing and at the same time krishna is purifying the dirt that has accumulated in, on the mirror of our heart and once that cleanse that dirt is cleansed it's like you know in the, when before sunrise can you see your hand in the darkness no no depending on how dark it is but no right before sunlight yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, sunrise yeah. you can't see you can't see the sun you can't see the surroundings you can't see your hand or yourself as soon as there is a twilight you can see not even full rise you're right, right? Right, right similarly as soon as you, you as soon as you start chanting purification will happen on the heart and then you'll start seeing things in the real perspective as and, in and relation have, to the supreme law and you found this to be the case yes i am still on the way but i am realizing i am beginning to realize you know because there were so many bad qualities in me which i was shy to share with anyone mm-hmm. but slowly they started fading away mm. you know they slowly there and you don't have to wait lifetimes to get rid of them but they stay with you as long as you are willing to hold on to them <laughs> but mahamantra has the power to nullify them you know to purify your heart in a moment when you were in jagannathpuri you said you had a sort of a, i believe epiphanic moment might be the the term to describe it you had an epiphany of sorts where you actually heard yourself chanting chanting the mantra mm-hmm. have you had that experience since sometimes 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 so, like how often not Once a not, week? not quite often <laughs> but really when you chant in the association of devotees yeah and especially in japa retreats because japa retreats yes where those are the you know uh, sort of uh, camps where how to improve our quality of our chanting Mm-hmm. so uh, that mood message and the descending mercy mm-hmm. uh, it, it's amazing really <laughs> really <laughs> it, it's really amazing <laughs> it's really amazing huh. now you've been initiated you, yeah sorry go ahead i was trying to say because listening to others sharing their experiences of you know how honestly they're struggling to move forward yeah. and how honestly they want to improve their chanting that's a big inspiration for me hmm. there's a big inspiration now you've been i i've talked to someone recently who had second initiation uh-huh. have you how many times have you been initiated i am initiated only once this i am initiated into do you the, think that someday you'll become a spiritual master Or is that even is that an inappropriate question? No, it's it depends on uh, the mercy of the spiritual ma- my spiritual master. Yeah. Uh whatever he wants me to do, I just want to be mm. that instrument. Mhm. Uh yeah. you, you know. Yeah. But spiritual master is is such a <laughs> such a selfless and dedicated service you know 
and uh, i i watch spiritual masters many spiritual masters very closely mm. how moment by moment they are dedicated they don't even waste one second you can believe this but you please associate with one spiritual master like you know mm-hmm. and see what they do in 24 hours mm-hmm. like the sleep they do you know they they spend the time for sleeping is also is in service because they want to take care of either devotees or the services or the instruction of sila prabhupad so that's the reason they sleep if there is some provision that they don't need to sleep they are happy to serve you know <laughs> that kind of dedication it comes because they received the pure love of Srila Prabhupada and the empowerment from Srila Prabhupada and uh, they took that, those instructions as their life and soul and that's how it is possible. I'm so far away from that <laughs> but I'm happy, uh, you know, that I'm in somewhere in the trajectory yeah. and sur- try- trying to s- strive, you know, and serve according to my capacity. You know, of all the traditions that I know about, I'm not a right. scholar or anything, it really seems like ISKCON um, has really focused on the notion of serving, yes. of service, more than other any other tradition that I'm really aware of. Everyone, everyone includes it. Yes. But here it is absolutely fundamental and essential. Like it's the heart right. is performing service. Right. serving uh other people who are on the path right 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 um i want to clarify one thing it is different from philanthropy okay uh because the intention of service is relationship with krishna so intention of me serving you is let us together serve krishna that is mm. the intention you know it's not like you scratch my back and i scratch your back <laughs> right. or uh, in order to my, satisfy my senses you know or some sense gratification or out of my excess i am going to serve you this is not the right conception because in a relationship what is the basis is service that's why proper kind it this bhakti as devotional service is not a sentimental speculation or imaginative ecstasy yeah it's practical and you see like when there is a service there is a bonding mm. and that bonding is channelized to serve krishna and other devotees and the process is so powerful it starts purifying whoever is serving so the consciousness behind that thought of serving and the act of serving is very very important it should be unmotivated uninterrupted and krishna centered hmm. that and that is the beauty of iskan and that is um sort of what you are getting near to or accomplishing when you share with other people how to chant the maha mantra right because um, so far we i chanted up more than like 50000 people most of them really? are westerners after receiving this mercy 
and i have a different religions races nationalities languages so many people chant it's so nice to watch them chant i'm trying to observe themselves mm. in distinctively pronouncing and attentively hearing and not a single person so far told i don't like this mm. everyone loved it of course because this is not new to a soul like uh, to the living entity as a soul is not new this is an intrinsic part of the relationship with the lord chanting the holy name of the lord but we turned away and so just introducing like it, it comes in full motion mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah so i feel so happy to see them chanting and uh, and sometimes they share their realizations like recently in new york radhayatra one iranian muslim was sharing i never was at peace like this when i was chanting what is the power of this did you do a magic on me <laughs> that's what her question was i said no you are receiving mercy that is what is mm. the magic mm. you are open to receive the mercy that's mm. what people most of the time uh, they come and uh, chant with unbiased mind let me try it what happens mm-hmm. and those are the people really krishna you know touches them and their mood sometimes they cry they sometimes they give me hug you know all mm. elderly ladies especially in tennessee nashville tennessee like a group of uh, you know uh, very devoted christians came like with big muscles and bare bodies with big cross and uh, you know uh, tattoos and tattoos stuff. tattoos like uh, you can see the devotion because they they went through the pain to put all that big one tattoos and all mm. and they just stood there and they said what is this i told is chanting of the holy name you want to try okay let us try boy they were absorbed they were so absorbed they didn't even know the procession like that that was going by, passing by they were saying oh we were not aware of it If we don't know when holy name touches whom mm. so it was so amazing so mm. then they asked what is the philosophy i told it's very simple you are not the body you are the owner of the body mind and intelligence so who are you and they were confused some people told we are the souls i said that's the correct answer what is a soul is the part and parcel of the supreme soul and what's the difference between body and soul body is temporary is matter and spirit is not matter is the living force okay is part and parcel of the supreme lord which can animate an insignificant ant to an you know some tons of uh, weighing elephant you mm. know so and uh, we had some discussion and they were very happy to take the bhagavad gita's and they said they'll read and they spoke to Han- hanumat prashak maharaj <laughs> so it's very amazing and some people sometimes i meet people who met sila prabhupada in 60s here uh-huh and even after this many years they can't forget the personality of sila prabhupada they still remember him mm. so i'll say 
introducing chanting again with them and some people are still chanting yeah so it's an amazing experience <laughs> wow well i think this is a good place to um to wrap up our interview and i yeah I, you have an amazing uh ability to convey this yoga like really you have a there's something um peculiarly infectious about your um ability to just talk about this so i'm i'm very glad that you i you you had the time to sit for an interview i appreciate it um you have been listening to the questions for the sages podcast i'm michael sharer thank you very much thank you very much and whatever you see it's placed by the spiritual master and devotees and please bless me that uh, you know i'm become a malleable instrument in his hands thank you very much hari krishna hari krishna thank you once again to mahamantra das You can find him most Sundays at the Hare Krishna Temple in Potomac, Maryland, leading the chanting class at noon. Thanks to Rico Hayes for the theme music and to Miriam Lansky for discussions about how to approach the subject matter of the podcast. And thank you to the Hare Krishna community of Potomac, Maryland for making this podcast possible. I'm Michael Sharer, and you've been listening to Questions for the Sages. Thank you.